I still don't know how to start episodes. Yeah, me neither. It's awkward. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. Okay, okay, get it together. Oh, no. Ready, ready, oh, we here we are. Yet? No, we have. Oh, oh, we're back. Okay, I'm sorry if you hear our, do- our dog. Our dog. My dog walking, but you're just going to have to deal with it, okay? Mm-hmm. Because he's part of this household. Yeah. And we he'll lay down Bruno. eventually. We do talk about Bruno in this we house. We do talk about... Who's going to get that joke? Did you watch it? No. Tinny. I mean, I'm glad you got the joke, but... No, I watched TikTok. Oh, oh, oh. Right, right, right. Then most people will get the joke. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, welcome back to episode two of season two. I hope, we hope you enjoyed last, I was going to say last week, but last episode. Um, Obviously, we skipped a week. At the end of the last episode, we talked about how we're going to start off with just every other week just to ease into it. And thank goodness that we are doing that because I feel like we both kind of had pretty packed weeks the past couple weeks pretty packed it was your birth you're so right birth festival my birth festival festival of life yeah i real. i genuinely i was celebrating until friday it's monday right now wow Mm -hmm. since friday till friday till friday like my last thing was on friday yeah man i know it was crazy that's impressive thank you 23 how does it feel um it kind of hit me today actually really i think because i told somebody my age Mm. and it's usually when it becomes real yeah and i was just like wait i actually am 23 yeah like fully that's my age right now but you know it feels good so far good you had a festival so i had a whole festival celebration um i more so like jumped off of a bridge into it in a good way jumped into it in a good way which is great, and it's been fine. But yeah, should we get into our first segment before we just start yeah. on tangents? Yeah. Um, so to open up season two, we introduced our new opening segment, which is, do we have a name for it? Necessary Drama <laughs> just of necessary the Week. Necessary Drama of the Week. Right, right, right. Necessary yeah. Drama of the Week. What What's the Necessary Drama of the Week? Yes, perfect. What yeah. is the Necessary Drama of the Week? Um, do you want to go first of what yours? Yeah, is? sure. Cool. I was going through my head as to what it was going to be because lots of things like Jada said happened the last two weeks, but it really hit me on my drive home today because <laughs> I was listening to a podcast. It's a podcast. Many of you probably know call her daddy. And if you don't know, she has like completely revamped her podcast to just be like very much interview based and like life advice not so much like like mixed with raunchiness but like in a good way in my opinion Mm -hmm. I didn't really stand her prior when she was with her old co-host I didn't really like their vibe but she's changed and she's grown and it's really cool now regardless today she had a life coach therapist on the podcast oh her name is Mel, and now I can't remember her last name, but I will figure it Steiner. out. What? Steiner? Okay, well, that's sorry. hilarious. That Good job. <laughs> um, and she talked about that whole episode was based off of what to do if you're feeling lost in your 20s. Mm. Or like, help, I'm feeling lost in my 20s. What the hell is going on with my life? And Damn, it's applicable to a lot of people, I think. Not just in your 20s, even like in your 30s and really anytime you're always people are always lost right but I really liked the analogy she used and maybe it's because I have like a car brain but she used the analogy that in life you're driving and you're constantly in a car right the first zero through 21 ish years of your life somebody else is driving the car Mm -hmm. because somebody else is taking you to school or deciding that you're going to go to college even if you do want to go to college somebody else kind of put that in your head whatever it may be. So when you get to the stage post-grad or post-whatever life was normal or what you thought was supposed to be, mm-hmm. suddenly nobody's driving the car. Mm. And you have the choice to either be the one driving the car or be a passenger in your mm. life. And I really mm. like that analogy because mm. obviously that's always going to fluctuate whether where you are in life, whether you are driving or you're the passenger because sometimes you just have to be the passenger for the sake of your well-being but 
having the mindset that you always want to be the driver will get you to where you want to be in life in a healthy manner because you can't be crazy in driving. You won't get, you'll crash, right? Yeah. You have to make sure that you're like safe and secure and structured in the way that you need to be, whatever that might look like to you. So I really like that analogy. And then along with that analogy of driving, Mm-hmm. Sorry for talking about literally. This is so silly. Anyways, of course it's a car reference. I love. I that know, but it you. really man. I started no, crying it, in the car today because this is what happened. She. Mm-hmm. This is what she said that made me start crying. She said, "When you're driving in a car, and you're lost, what do you do? What do you do? You pull up directions. You pull over. Oh. And you stop. Okay. And you try to and you get your bearings right. Yeah. You don't keep going. Right. Right. Because if you keep going, mm. you could be going in the wrong direction. Right. So you take a breather. Mm-hmm. You step back. You sit in the silence of your life mm-hmm. of whatever you may have been on. Oh, and then you're like, chills. yeah. And just know that you'll be OK. You'll figure it out. And you have time. You hmm. in this time that you pull over. The main thing that stuck with me is that she said, you don't need to discover your purpose or passion. Mm-hmm. You just need to live live a little and try some stuff. Yeah. Because whatever you're doing isn't working. Yeah. And so you don't... But that doesn't mean that you have to completely derail your whole life and say, oh my gosh, who am I? What am I? What is this passion? What is this purpose? Mm-hmm. It can genuinely just be, I just got to slow down. Yeah. I just got to take a breather, look around at my like, what the hell is happening in my world around me. And figure out what the next step is. And it is going to be probably a baby step. Yeah. Pulling up directions. Mm-hmm. Just trying to see where might I be going. Right. But not saying I'm going to go there. Because that's too much. Hmm. So I really like that. And that's my necessary drama of the week. It's very uh, specific and more like life coachy vibe. But I literally was like, I have to share this with even the 10 people that listen to this. Because... I I was I know not everyone listens to that podcast yeah. because of its um, stigma online, right. which I understand. But that episode, man, it's good. And there's other good stuff in there too that I wrote down, but I won't hmm. talk about it today. Well, I love that we got really deep, really fast into episode two. But I am thankful, and I yeah. feel like I need to hear that. It's funny because I started. Well, I didn't start listening to her podcast, but I did listen to the like her episode with Emma Chamberlain yeah. and a little bit with. Julia Fox and I (laughs) (laughs) sorry uncut gems no but I definitely bought into the stigma of what caller daddy was before Mm -hmm. it was just Alex right is the one who it is now um and I'm sure that it was much different and I you know before everything changed and I don't really even know what the stigma came from exactly but um I love that she said that and I think it's really cool that it came from her because watching that episode with emma chamberlain i was just like thinking about the whole cancel culture stupid stuff that like our generation has kind of come up with well it came from the life coach that was she was interviewing right Uh, yes but even still the fact that that was a topic on her platform is really cool just because obviously like that just coincides with growth and trying to figure out who you are in your 20s and whatever it may be but i feel like that's a good lesson just to take in any capacity and anyone can hear that and so i'm glad that that is being shared on her platform because yeah. I'm sure the people who are listening to it are probably like, what the heck's going on in my yeah. life too? So yeah, that's really cool. And thank a little, for sharing. thank you. And a quick little side tangent about mm-hmm. this woman, Mel, who I now I really need to look up her name, but mm-hmm. I, she was like, how I got to where I am was I was a huge fuck up and she admits her faults and mm. she talks very candidly, which is why she's on Call Her Daddy because she only lets people come onto her podcast if they're ready to talk candidly. Of course. And it's very refreshing because life coaches often act like they have it all together and therapists will be like, yes, okay. Mm -hmm. And it's discouraging sometimes. Sometimes you just need someone to be like, yes, I fucked up. That's how I got to where I am. And you're going to do it too. And you're going to be okay. Right. And this, her, her tone and her like execution of what she was saying was just so perfect for what the message she was giving Mm -hmm. so anyways if you have time it's a 30 minute mini episode and it's the one that just came out this sunday so march 6th and yeah Hmm. anyways thank you for asking me what my necessary drama of the week is of course what's your necessary drama um gosh i 
Well, obviously, okay. So our last episode came before my birthday, like celebration situation. So I feel like in in a lighter note of yours, since we haven't talked about my birthday, we talked about our my, our plans. Yeah. But as like a recap, I guess, I feel like my necessary drama of the time period, um, I guess would be just my celebrations, plural. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them. Plural. It's, you know, my all of my celebrations. Uh, I feel like upon reflecting all of it, because I was thinking about it today and how I just did so many things. Uh, I We talked about in our last episode how I used to not really celebrate my birthday and then suddenly it just beca- has become a thing where we do a bunch of different celebrations and it becomes a whole festival. And I felt do, uh, leading up to it and even kind of m- in the midst of doing everything, I found myself like feeling guilty for um, doing so many things and you know, having to, like, involve so many people and make all these plans because for some reason, and I'm sure that my <laughs> therapist who I've ghosted um, would probably have a lot to say about this, but I'm sure there's a, a deeper reason as to why I feel guilt for, like, that sort of thing. But upon reflecting it and on the, like, last days of celebrating, I realized that it is a gift, obviously, mm. that I get to have so many celebrations. And... I let go of the idea that it has anything to do with like a sacrifice that people are making because if no one wanted to do like celebrate it or do whatever I'm sure they wouldn't um but I totally just lost my train of thought oh when our friend Alyssa was leaving mm-hmm. um I was thinking about how like wow I can't believe like she flew in to get to celebrate and obviously it was for other reasons too like to see her family and everything but I just I was really grateful basically is what I'm trying to say when I was reflecting um, that I got to bring all of my friends together. And I feel like, especially in a time like right now, it can be very hard to really hold on to and actually allow yourself to feel joy or celebrations or just kind of let yourself do that because there's so much going on in the world that you do feel this sense of guilt for doing things that cause for celebration or doing things that can sometimes, you know, in your own head feel almost like ignorant because other people don't get the opportunity to do that. Um, But I've been seeing a lot of just like quotes and poems and just different things that keep, it's almost like my angels are like screaming at me and just saying like, it's okay. Like you can be happy that this is happening because we collectively as a world have experienced so much and in those moments where I was having my own like dark times I really thought back to the times that were good and those moments are what carried me through yeah so I feel like I just totally scatterbrained all of that the point that I'm trying to make is my necessary drama was coming to the realization that it's okay to feel like joy and pain at the same time and it's okay Mm -hmm. to celebrate while also grieve and it's okay to allow yourself to just let go and enjoy the ride if you will kind of going back to what you're saying um even if like you're driving through a a desert or a storm like it's okay to just like focus on the fact that you are still riding along and you still are living life and yeah that's mine it's just celebrating yeah i love that thank you Thank you for sharing that. Of course. I think that, well, A, I had so much fun celebrating your birthday. Thank you. And thank you for having a festival of Jada Mm -hmm. because, you know, I got to meet a lot of new people and make new friends. Oh, my gosh, And um, it was an excuse for everyone to get together. And I think as we get older, that's, like, the number one thing is it's hard to get together. So any excuse is a good excuse. Mm -hmm. And especially celebrating you. So I'm happy (laughs) we got to celebrate your birthday and to touch on the last point is I was thinking about how well honestly I almost just started crying because I was like I'm just so overwhelmed with (laughs) everything going on in the world like I think everyone is Mm -hmm. and another caveat to what you're saying is Mm -hmm. it's also really hard to celebrate joy and grief at the same time and 
yes, it's okay and we should absolutely be okay doing it and it's mm-hmm. it's okay to feel everything because that's mm-hmm. what we're human beings. We're, exactly. We feel everything, right? But it's also like crazy how challenging it is mm-hmm. to do that on a day-to-day basis and yeah, so I'm just grateful that we do get to step out of mm-hmm. the reality of the world and, and get to experience yeah. joy, but it's also, it almost makes it more challenging. For sure. And because... I- you're trying to experience the double the emotions, whereas some people might just be sad, you know, of or some people might just be happy and ignorant. And it's of like, course. for some reason, we're, we're this, doing yeah. this weird thing where it's like both and it's a beautiful thing that we can do that, yeah. but it's also a challenge. Of so. course. I, yeah. And I think we all, also, I feel like there's privilege. I don't know. We have the privilege to, it is a challenge, but I think it's, yeah, it's a privilege that we do get to feel both because I think that's what keeps us grounded and it's what keeps us human because on either spectrum, it can totally take you out of reality. If you're only experiencing like trauma and grief and focusing on that, it takes you away from the reality of like you living life and same on the other side. Like it's so hard to connect with other people when you don't. So, and again privilege goes beyond just the idea that we're experiencing both there's a privilege in the fact that like we're not our living. trauma of the world is not like we're not living yeah the, what's going exactly. we're talking we're alluding to ukraine at the right. moment and the yes. ukraine russia thing that's going on in europe and right. not saying war and yeah uh we wanted to just briefly acknowledge that a we feel yeah what people are feeling in america and that mm-hmm. it's like this weird removed thing that's also yeah we obviously grieve for people and we grieve for ukraine and of course all of europe that would be affected by mm-hmm. it and you know it's hard but we also like to keep this platform yeah for as an as an outlet mm-hmm. but also <laughs> this is real life and it yeah. does affect our day-to-day it does affect Absolutely. us going to work and mm-hmm. hanging out with people and yeah. you know the time that you spend with your loved ones it, it just like changes your perspective and it is a privilege that it's our perspective being changed not our immediate mm-hmm. life being changed absolutely that's perfectly said yeah. i yeah for sure i'm getting a package i think oh, okay <laughs> i was like I what was that noise <laughs> nobody is coming home so <laughs> um but yes no going back to that because i was yeah 100 percent. like i think that that is our privilege that our perspective exactly like you said our perspective changes rather than like our actual day-to-day life i mean obviously like you know we see all these complaints about like gas prices and et cetera et cetera but at the end of the day the fact that it's just a perspective shift at least for the time being is really i don't i don't even know how to describe it it's like unfathomable almost but it's it's very human obviously experience but it's very I don't know, it just kind of takes you out of your own world for a second. I actually, the past couple of days, because obviously in prep for the episode, we were talking about like what we wanted to bring up and we wanted to talk a bit about the crisis that's happening in Ukraine. Ukraine. And we've said this before, even in last season, like we're not a political um, platform. Yeah. We are not experts. We're not historians, yeah. educators, professors, any thing of the sort we're just two girls living our life and we are people who advocate for just you know remaining educated in what's going on um in the world just because it is important it is necessary hence the title um but we more so just kind of talk about like what certain experiences in the world kind of how it impacts us rather than like what it is so we're not talking right. like facts but right going back to that um i was uh, watching a documentary um, on Netflix. What is the title of it? I think it was something about the fire. I have to look it up. Uh, the fire. Oh, of course, it's not downloaded. Uh, um, oh, Winter on Fire? Is that the one? Nope. <laughs> yeah, Winter on Fire, maybe. I could be wrong, but it's on Netflix. And something about fire. Okay. I was watching that, and I also listened to a couple podcasts. And the whole thing, I the whole time while I was watching it, I just kept thinking, like, I can't believe I'm watching this. And it's people's real life, you know? And, like, it's not me experiencing it. It's just me 
learning about it and that is such yeah. a privilege of doing that i feel like all of 2020 that was like a big thing that i kept seeing obviously with all of like the black lives matter protests and movements and all of that um a big thing thing that i kept seeing was like part of privilege is learning about something rather than experiencing it and obviously through all of that like i was someone who was kind of experiencing a lot of that trauma so not that this is the first time this has happened but really seeing that like it kind of put into perspective like wow everyone really just has a whole different story through the world and a different thing in the world that kind of makes them who they are but the other side of that is just as important to learn like it being the person who's learning about someone else's experiences is just as important and just as you know moving i don't really know where i'm going with that but that's yeah it was just a very necessary human experience to kind of just dive into that and learn about what's going on over there and i highly encourage listening to or watching the documentary on netflix and also listening to any podcast just to kind of keep in touch of what what's going on yeah over there because it that's how you know that's how we grow as a humanity is just understanding how the world progresses and understanding our surroundings yeah mm-hmm. and also be gentle with yourself mm-hmm. during this time because this is not normal and it's a challenge so mm-hmm. call your therapist call your mom <laughs> Walk your dog. Talk to your dog. I don't know. Go on a hike. Go on a hike. Read a book. Just do your best to, like, you know, stay grounded during these weird trying times. Yeah. It's so crazy. We, I mean, obviously, when we started this podcast, it was in the pandemic. So I feel like every other week we would have something of where it was just like, oh, this is a hard time. This is a hard time. But I'm really... Because in the documentary, it even it opens up with just kind of a history of how we've gotten to this point. And yeah. there were, like, riots and crazy things happened In 2014, it's kind of when, yeah, like, a big eruption of just this whole situation started. Or not started, but, like, really was brought to the surface. And I had no idea that that was happening in Ukraine. Obviously, I was, like, 15 years old. But it's just... It's crazy... Because I, I don't know if it's just we're getting older, so we're becoming more aware of what's going on, but this is life. And back to like what I was saying earlier, is I feel like there will never be a, a time period in the history of the world where everything's just like, oh, rainbows and butterflies, like yeah. now this is what real world is. Like if there's always going to be another crisis or something, like there always yeah. has been people who get married and go to a funeral on the same day on other sides of the world, yeah. you know? So... I think that that's kind of kind of going back to your analogy of like driving the car in the first 21 years how you are just a passenger someone else is kind of in control and then you finally get to take the driver's seat or decide to like become the passenger whatever it is I feel like that's the phase in life that we're in is the first 21 or whatever however many years you feel like you are learning about the world like you're just driving idly by sitting as a passenger and then suddenly like you're you come to this point where you're like oh shoot like things are happening and it just keeps going for the rest of your life but you have to figure out how to keep driving and how to experience those things while it's all going on around you yeah it's nuts Mm -hmm. it's nuts out here (laughs) sometimes i don't want to do it but we're still doing it yeah we're still doing it it's crazy um yeah, I don't really know how to move on from that topic. It's but. not really a transition, but <laughs> just that's all. That's all on that. That's all on that. That's our necessary drama for the week. Just trying to figure out how to navigate through the trying times of the world. Trying times of the world, which we're always trying, hopefully. It's all we can do. Mm-hmm. What's next? I don't even know. I don't even know. I th- I think I we're... thought you made an outline. Did I? Oh, let's talk about Euphoria. Oh yeah, but okay. not about like actually Euphoria because I don't want to spoil it for anyone who has never watched it because that would be really sad. Okay. 
all we do no what we can just talk about is the cultural phenomenon that is euphoria yeah it's adorable that everyone in the world was getting together to watch euphoria on sunday nights that's adorable i was thinking about that yesterday too that's so pure speaking on the opposite end of the spectrum of the world being in turmoil sometimes we experience this is like the joy and the grief that you experience at the same time where it's like knowing that almost all of at least america is on their couch on a sunday evening at some point or another mm-hmm. watching the show mm-hmm. mostly 20 something year olds mm-hmm. i would say is just so pure yes it makes you feel connected for yeah. sure we can't talk about that episode i thought it was so good no okay because what if somebody wants to watch it you're so right we won't i will say i'm re-watching um season one right now and if you haven't seen you for it because i didn't like rewatch season one before season two came out i just like yeah went straight into season two even though i watched season one like a long time ago and if you haven't watched euphoria and you are planning to i will say because i'm sure you've probably seen everything like on tiktok and yeah. twitter and i don't know if we've all just become like really mentally ill so we're able to joke about things more or if season two really was more lighthearted or in some way but season one is pretty intense it's dark it's well, very dark. Speaking from experience, I didn't even watch season one. I watched right. four episodes of season one and I had to stop because I physically could not do it anymore. Yeah. But season two, I watched like four episodes, but like mm-hmm. not in order. And the last, I wanted to watch the last episode. Yeah. Like I found myself yearning for it. Whereas yeah. like for season one, I was like, F this. I can't watch this anymore. I'm too sad. Yeah. I Well, maybe that. Yeah. Because I'm on season or episode five now. So maybe it's just like the first four. I don't even know what. Actually, I do remember all of season one, I was, like, traumatized every time until I got to the finale, and there was, like, this big moment, and I was like, oh, that was kind of cool, and then that was it. (laughs) But the thing is, okay, this is another, like, important topic. There's a lot of talk around euphoria and the creatives of euphoria and if it's ethical and whatnot or whatever it is. Personally, I'm only going to speak for my personal opinion, so don't come for me. But I do really think that it is an important show to watch for people to try to understand our generation because as dramatic as it is, I do not think it's romanticized even in the slightest bit. I think it is... Really? Yeah. Like, maybe the way the cinematography is and, like, obviously the costumings, makeup, all that stuff, like, adds to it. But even still, because we... You know, like, Camp, how that was, like, the Met Gala, uh-huh. um, what is it called, theme? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like even Camp kind of is almost a an element of our generation. So all of that extra sp- sp- pizzazz or whatever still kind of shows to who our generation is. And I don't think that the show is what romanticizes what we go through. I think it's just kind of portraying, like, how our generation is. And it's mm-hmm. almost like we romanticize our lives already and this show was just kind of showing that yeah you can wear glitter and whatever but this is still what's happening and and like it's still just as intense yeah because personally watching that show i don't want to take advil like i I don't know why people are like oh this is gonna encourage kids to do drugs because i'm like hell no are you crazy are you watching the same show that i am because yeah no thank you ma'am well Um, i think that's also why like I won't let my sisters watch it. Mm-hmm. And my sisters are in high school and middle school. And because you think, what do you mean? Mm, they don't, they don't have the, the, um, their brains are not developed enough sure. to differentiate the fact that what they're watching mm-hmm. is bad. And so don't do it. Like you are, sure. you have that experience because yeah. you have other life experience that tells you don't do this on top of watching the show, mm-hmm. right? But if you're just watching the show and you don't know okay. what's going on the or like wh- how to really like understand the deeper yeah. meaning behind everything and the mm-hmm. relationships that are being broken because this girl is continually relapsing, mm-hmm. that can cause... That right. is giving you the opportunity to open your brain up to all these ideas of drugs and how to get drugs and how to do drugs and yeah. what the drugs make you feel like and all this stuff. Because most kids don't have the mental capacity to really think Break about how down. it's affecting their relationships. 
which is why mm-hmm. I personally watch the show and I'm like, fuck drugs. I will never do yeah. drugs because it's like, I don't ever want to like ruin my relationship with my yeah. sister, you know? Maybe you're right. I'll that's just my opinion not, on it and that's why I no. won't let my sisters watch it. I agree. When I say like, I feel like it's a good show for people to watch to understand a generation. I, I'm not like picturing younger people because I definitely would not like tell my sister to watch that in any scenario until she's maybe in her 20s. I feel like people our age and older, if you are, if you maybe don't have an experience with people in your life who do struggle with addiction or you've never experienced just people in your life who struggle with like drugs in any capacity, going into it with the idea of like this is that true experience, I feel like you could learn from that. Because even mm-hmm. I'm not, this is not a spoiler because I hope, I'm, I'm just going to say it, but it's not a spoiler, but in the last episode, there's a song that plays by um, one of the characters, Dominic Fike, plays him. And so many people, when I watched it, I was, like, bawling, first of all. Yeah. And I thought it was really good. And I, th- uh, it was just, like, I think it was a perfect moment to show, like, a relationship. And the lyrics of the song, I feel like, was a perfect depiction of, like, what it means to, like, love somebody through an addiction or whatever it is. But so many people hated it. Because they were just like, oh, I want the drama and blah, blah, blah. And realizing, I'm now realizing, like, a lot of people who that opinion came from, like, they were all, like, teenagers. And they were just like, where's the fights and all this stuff? But, yeah. um. Because they don't see the emotion. They, yeah. Beh- they don't understand how the emotion behind that song could really change Rue's life. Yes. And, like, mean something to her in the future. Yes. I personally mm-hmm. going back to the controversy mm-hmm. think that the song was too long well, and i for think sure. he could have just done two choruses as one verse right. and it would have been handy dandy good enough right beautiful i love dominic yeah. like he's stunning i love the intimacy that ruin him had in that mm-hmm. shot but like yeah that's my two cents on that it definitely was long i do i i'm not gonna undersell it and try to be like no i love the whole thing I, when i was watching it i was crying but then there, I do remember there being a point where I was like, oh, it's still going. That's cool. That's yeah, I think cool. it was about the sec- the third time he did the chorus. <laughs> I was like, ooh, there's a fifth verse coming. There is a fifth verse. And I love him. Again, love him, love I them. feel so bad, though, because he posted on his Instagram and he was like, we made it when he was announcing that it came out. He's like, we made the song shorter, dot, dot, dot. I'm like, damn, he probably is kind of sad that everyone was so... Hating on it? Yeah, hating on it because it really was like... Is beautiful, but so, anyways, that's euphoria. Euphoria, watch it if you haven't. Only it's... if you're not mentally unstable, though. Question mark, yeah. No, I definitely rec- usually I was accidentally un- emotionally unstable on the last the last episode day, but oh. I had to watch it. Shoot, I'm sorry, I didn't know that. I do, you did, know, did that. know that. I yeah, did know that. it's okay. I'm sorry, it's okay. It's all good. Oh, <gasps> god, almost just dropped my computer. Sorry, guys. Um, okay, so our next segment is something Jada came up with, and I'll allow her to explain. We were supposed to do this last episode, but we forgot. So, well, it's, yeah. this is a new segment. It's just, it's a new segment. So, obviously, like, every episode we open up with our necessary dramas of the week. Um, we want to close every episode, which th- we're still going to go into it, so don't worry, the episode's not over yet. But, our last segment of the episode is, um, I feel like I haven't found a good name for a clever enough name, but okay. my, the first phrase that I thought it was phone a friend yeah and because obviously this season we want to incorporate more of our friends and have them as guests but for now uh, one way that we want to incorporate them is to we text one of our friends mm-hmm. that week and ask them to send us a question and we answer it and just talk about it we have no like, idea preface what of what the yeah. question is going to be we just tell them that their voice is going to be on the podcast. yeah we just tell them so. the voice is going to be on the podcast um so this week we Asked our friend Bella, 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 Bella Marshall, who has music on Spotify. So please look her up everywhere, actually. She has music. Everywhere. And she's fucking amazing. And she's amazing. So do she's yourself a favor and listen to her. Our favorite little Virgo. And she she's just awesome. But we asked her. Also, to she's a, probably listening. So hi, Bella. Yeah, hi, Bella. Because she's one of our loyal supporters. Yeah. Um, we asked her to send us a question. And I just tried to play it and it's a minute long question oh, so God. i'm so she's a, she's a rambly one she, yeah but it's okay we love, love her. that for her um so i'm a little nervous actually yeah. didn't really think about this but without just, further ado yeah 
play the question. Should I play it in the mic or should I like... Yeah, and then we'll just edit it in if we need to. Okay, perfect. So this is Bella. We're going to answer her question. Okay. Hey, guys. I just had a quick question for you. Um, so I know that in season one, you guys had a lot of talks about um, the emotional roller coaster that the pandemic caused and how you guys dealt with that. And I've noticed, especially as we're slowly entering a post-pandemic world, is that I have a lot of unresolved anxiety still in social situations that I don't think ever really fully went away. Um, And now that I'm back in person at school and all that, I've just really struggled to put myself out there with new people and even, you know, re-enter my old social circles with old friends and things like that. I've just been very, very um, introverted. And so I was just wondering what advice you would give to people who still have a lot of social anxiety, as well as maybe some like go-to conversation starters that people um, with anxiety like me can put in our back pockets and use if we're ever um, needing to. So uh, thank you guys. I love you. I love your podcast. And I can't wait to listen to the rest of season two. All right. Bye, guys. Okay, first of all, that, that was, was the cutest so cute. message of the whole world. Please save that forever. Yeah, I literally will. And second of all, Bella, that is a loaded ass question. Yeah. My first, <laughs> literally my first two things thinking, number one, Bella's the cutest. Yeah. And I know she probably recorded that three times yeah. before she sent it. Yeah. But I love her for it. Second um, was I literally have anxiety. So, so please teach me. Please. No. I don't know. So I think, <laughs> well, I'm gonna the sec- I'm gonna go to the second part of your question first mm-hmm. because I wish that I had conversation starters to give you, mm-hmm. but I really don't have any personally, <laughs> and so I'm gonna start off my answer with the fact that we need to start like a uh, a freaking like little conversation starters post or something. Yeah, that'd be so cute because personally like do you have a dog I don't know like that's that's where my brain just went like I don't know now I want to go to the first part of your question which is just like social anxiety and feeling this way out of the pandemic and first of all like Jay said we're right there with everybody else like it is not easy personally I'm an extroverted person but during the pandemic I became like more of an extrovert who needs to be introverted mm-hmm. like it's like an 80 20 for me yeah whereas it used to be probably like a 95 5 of mm-hmm. like extroverted non-extroverted so I think the first thing is to know your boundaries with people and with what what you're doing in time spent like if you know that there's a certain person in your life or friend in your life or activity in your life that takes a lot out of you but you want to go and do it just make sure that you have allotted me time pre and post that activity so that you can say to yourself if you're in a situation where you're like, wow, I'm really like feeling depleted. You can say, I do have that time spent for myself. It's coming. It's coming. It's going to be there. But for right now, I'm going to try to enjoy this moment because I do enjoy this person or thing I'm doing. It's just taking a lot out of me. So I feel mm. like that would be my number one thing is just making sure that you have a boundary with those around you, but also with yourself and know that I am an introvert and I can't talk to people for every single minute of the day because I will get tired and I will be depleted and not want to see anybody for the next week, you know? Yeah, 100%. I hope that makes sense. No, I I think that makes perfect sense okay. and I completely agree. I literally was just today having a conversation with my coworker oh. about social anxiety just because... For starters, like Tani said, I don't think there's a single person in the world who is at least a little bit of an introvert these yeah, days because I think that I, both of us, yeah. Tani and I, were the biggest extroverts ever. Like, we were always just out doing things and, you know, all that jazz. And even still, right now, I was evaluating and even, like, with my coworkers, I feel like I'm so more extroverted than a lot of people. Like, I go out more and whatever that yeah. may look like. But even still, like, I find myself... Like, same thing. Like, probably 80-20 and maybe even 75-25 some days, weeks. Yeah. That I just need to be alone. And I never really experienced that pre-pandemic to at least this caliber, I would say. Um, But like Tinny said, like, I feel like it's more of an internal just almost agreement with yourself as Mm -hmm. far as setting boundaries. And also understand that you don't have to explain it to anybody else. Like, that's, like, a big thing. It's, like... You don't need to... It's not about coming up with excuses no. or... Because that's tiring. 
yeah or like looking for outside validation for someone else to understand why you need time yep just know that you do need time make it for yourself and anyone who is meant to align with you will not ask questions and like will not push you past that yeah um and the people who like in an alternative or in i don't know the word i'm looking for in to combat that the people who maybe do kind of push you in that matter if they are people that you do care about then just have open conversations with them about that because also we all obviously are adjusting and sometimes we need people around us and you know it's just about communication so when it comes to the people who are important in your life if like that's where you're trying to figure out how to navigate spending time with them when you need alone time just communicate with them um but more importantly just like really check in with yourself and see what you need um but to the second part of the question um i also find myself trying to figure out like how do you start conversations or break out of that social anxiety with like physical tangible things that you can yeah. do in situations because you know going out is the one step of like okay now i'm pushing myself trying to like beat my anxiety but then actually being there is a whole nother journey where you're yeah. like okay now i'm here now what yeah um on my birthday weekend actually or week festival whatever so my one of my last things that i did was i had like a thing with my coworkers, and we went to like a Dave and Buster's-esque type place. It was called Round One. And going into it, I'm just telling a story now at this point to kind of explain, but going into it, I had so much social anxiety and I don't know why. Like I literally, I worked that day, but I went home and I was so close to canceling. And I, like, I love hanging out with people and I love going out. But this night, for some reason, I was just like, I need to stay home and I can't do it. I ended up going and... um. I could tell that a lot of other people around me also had social anxiety, like a lot of people who came. And I just took it upon myself to be like, you know what? This is a Sims game. So I'm going to fake it till I make it. Mm. And we did karaoke. And contrary to popular belief, because I was in show choir, I don't necessarily always participate when I do go to karaoke, like with my friends. Like I kind of just sway in the background, have a good time, clap my hands, Mm -hmm. hoot and holler, whatever. But this time I literally sang like – half the songs because people were kind of nervous and it just was me faking it like i literally was like you know what what am i gonna lose that's so true so sometimes you just have to fake it till you make it and i'm not gonna say that works for everybody because it does it's easier said than done for sure and social anxiety can manifest in different ways for every single person yeah on that night i was lucky enough to be able to push past it and fake it but some nights i literally like i can't do it so you totally don't have to do that every yeah. time, but sometimes you will surprise yourself because I started off that night thinking I wasn't even going to go out and ended up having a good time. Yeah. I, I also... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say I have like an actual funny question when it comes to like oh. maybe smaller group settings okay. that you can maybe break the ice with to start okay. a conversation. Um, I take this from my... This is actually my Bumble... I don't want to use the word pickup line. Kind of, it is though. Is it a pickup line? Sure. Yeah. This is my Bumble pickup line that I use, but also just a fun question. And that is um, F, Mary, kill, but then your options are breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yep. And this is my favorite question. It's a good debate. It's a good debate. I also am just really proud of that question because I was really trying to find like an interesting pickup yep. line on Bumble. And then when I figured this one out, yeah. I just thought it was genius. Yeah. And we won't go into our answers right no. now. We can save that for another time. Yeah. But ask that question, and I promise you it'll open yeah. up uh, a good conversation. Another cultural phenomenon that I just mm-hmm. was brainstorming while Jada was talking mm-hmm. uh, is asking about world Wordle and how did the their, how did their Wordle of the day go. Yeah. Because a lot of people do that even if they don't say it. That's what happened to me today at work, actually. I mm-hmm. was like talking to people I don't normally talk to. Mm-hmm. They're like all slightly older than me and so it's hard to find commonalities but wordle is something i have a commonality with them about so i just like brought it up and i was like whatever i'm gonna toss that one out there maybe they do wordle maybe they don't right and the ones who didn't were like what is that and so they started doing it and then the ones who did were like oh my gosh like what's your number one word that you use every time (laughs) like the first time to get whatever the amount of vowels so it was fun and it was a cute conversation and it was lighthearted and you can get into like the English language and mm-hmm. it's such a weird in- language and whatever. Yes. So it's a, it can snowball 
and that's a good one for school because I feel like a lot of people who are in school like do that or would be into that yeah so I feel in college especially starting a discussion with like hey did you do the wordle today like that was fucking hard or it was so easy I got on the first try you know yeah and that's my one tip that I thought of but I thought of another one but now I can't remember it so um um while you're thinking while you were saying that i was just like realizing how universal life is what like how life is just a universal experience like everyone really does experiencing the same thing all the time i mean not the exact same thing but i thought of something else Mm -hmm. sorry no go ahead well i know personally that you like to watch like movies and tv shows Mm -hmm. so you can just ask like what show should I watch next? I'm out of shows. Yeah. And just lie, mm-hmm. honestly, because it will start a good conversation and then you can share your favorite shows and then you have a bond or you don't and you can be like, never mind, I don't want to talk to you ever again. <laughs> but at least you had a five minute conversation and it's a win. Yeah. And even if you ask one question in the whole day to a, one of your peers or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. that's such a big win and you have to like count your wins, especially when you mm-hmm. are introverted, I think, because if you look at an extrovert and they're just networking their life away and yeah. having the greatest time of their life right? and you feel discouraged because you don't feel capable or feel like that's something you like to do, mm-hmm. then when you do even ask one question, that's your win. Yeah. That is your win because you wouldn't have done that yesterday. So you also have to pat yourself on the back and get yourself a McFlurry or a Krispy Kreme donut. I'm targeting Bella very hard right now. <laughs> But you know what I mean. Treat yourself when you have a win so that you reward yourself so the next time you do it, you're like, wait, this is easy. I can do this again. Yeah. I don't know if that made any sense, but. No, that totally did. Okay. Count your wins and be easy on yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Yes. I also. Does that answer? No, 100%. Yeah. No, I. I think. Thinking that we're running in circles now. We are, but I just, I really am passionate about this because I, like, really was oh, thinking about this. Thing. Okay. Just one more thing to say about the topic, <laughs> and that is, like, this is something I've, another necessary drama, I guess, I've learned in the past week, but I think within the past few years, something that I've learned is that, like, you don't have to, like, be friends with everybody. Yeah. This is so kind of, not far-fetched, oh, yeah, but yeah. it still is, like kind of has to deal with this mm-hmm. but i <laughs> what i'm trying to say is okay let me explain let's just cut to the point let's cut to the point point is is before the pandemic i feel like social media mm-hmm. and even still now like it really became this thing where the amount of followers and friends that you had had to be this extraordinary number and i maybe that is something that people still believe and i don't know if people are kind of starting to catch this vibe or wavelength of realizing that like you really you don't have to be close to that many people i think social media makes it seem like you're supposed to be because right. i know things about people's lives that i've never haven't talked to in years and that's kind of crazy to me so in your mind you have to think like oh, i have to wish everybody happy birthday like every year all this stuff and of course it's great to like be that person who keeps in touch or whatever that's awesome but the reality of it is humans are not meant to like be that intimate with that like mass amounts of people all the time like of course like fellowship and community is so important and humans need humans but if you are just keeping in touch with a few people consistently and that's all you can give then that is amazing and you don't need to be hard on yourself for like not being someone who is going out all the time this is a pep talk to jada herself (laughs) just so you know no it's just like (laughs) no i'm just kidding it's very true it's true like it is a pep talk to me specifically extroverts to accept that yes and it's hard and it's hard for people who had like big friend groups to accept yes because yes i will i will speak from experience and the fact that like yes i we grew up in Um, an environment where we were really close with a lot of people at a time. Yeah. And it made me think that's what life is. Like, you're supposed to have, like, 800 million best friends forever. And, like... Yeah. That can be hard to juggle. Yes, it can. This is a whole other podcast topic. You're so right. Because there's actually a study that, like, tells... Talks about how many friends you, like, end up having, kind of, at the end of the day, post all the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Like, kind of, like, when you're 30. And how it's really 
a struggle for extroverts to deal with that specifically and mm-hmm. other people obviously too but like this is the study was yeah. based on extroverts and it's a great topic so we should definitely like delve into it more for sure no for sure but basically just don't make yourself think you have to push yourself yeah. to like go out all the time yeah because you don't and all you it. have to do is make do what makes you happy mm-hmm. that's all you have to do mm-hmm. or it makes you feel joy i should say I'd rather, yeah. i like that better but bella thank you so much for that question that yes. was that was very thought-provoking and I hope that you got some advice, even though I originally said I had no advice. <laughs> so that's usually what happens. Yep. I think I have no advice and then I do. Exactly. Or I'm just rambling. Or we're just rambling. So hopefully you took something. I think that that was good. I think yeah. we covered some things. But there. anyways, we love you too. Thank you for your question. Please yeah. text us if you want to submit a question because we would love to have them. We could queue them up for the next few episodes. Yes, so please. let us know if you have a question on your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Absolutely. Episode two of season two. <laughs> two, two, two. Two, two, two. Uh, <laughs> don't forget to follow us on at Necessary Drama Podcast on Instagram. And like and rate our podcast on spotify and apple music spotify now has a rating system so please use that mm-hmm. if you're on spotify mm-hmm. and we are available on all the streaming platforms yep. so you can check us out anywhere yeah our instagram also now has a link tree so it has um and on the link tree one of the links is anchor which also from anchor you can find us on every streaming platform as well so yes. definitely follow us and you can find all of our links there um and also if you are following us on instagram um, we are going to post some things to a highlight or to our story and then keep it on our highlight. Just different resources of where you can kind of learn about what's going on with the crisis and ways that you can just keep up to date um, or just support in any way that you can because that is very important to us. Yes. And just, you know, as people who are evolving, I think it's important that we do that. So check that out on yes. our story. It'll be posted. Um yeah, we're really excited for next week. Uh, we next can't wait episode. for more. Next episode, which will be in two weeks from now. Um, and we're looking forward to everything else we have planned for season two. Yes. Um, we love you so much. Love be you. gentle and kind to yourself. And when this episode finishes, write down three things that you're grateful for. Mm. Um, yes. Okay, love you. We Bye. love you. Bye.